Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. that we may come together once again this Wednesday which has been dedicated uh, as instructed by the Lord through our pastor in the house that we should make this month a period of prayers and that is what we are going to do but a little difference in what we are going to do tonight is that we are going to study a particular book of the Bible, and we are going to apply that book of the Bible into our prayers this evening. By the grace of God, we shall be looking at, or we shall be looking through the book of James, and that is where we are going to concentrate our prayers for this evening. And what I want us to do is that we all use our Bibles together as we shall be drawing those points from there. And I want to implore every one of us that when we want to pray, please let us really pray. I will give us a little introduction so that we will understand the essence of what we are doing tonight. And that introduction is going to give us a kind of an insight into the purpose of the book of James. And it is when we understand that purpose that we are going to be able to pray meaningfully. Of course, we all know that the man called Apostle James was one of the disciples of Jesus. But I want us to understand that for all the disciples that wrote one book or the other in the New Testament. Each of them wrote his records in accordance to their personal experience with the person of Jesus when Jesus was here on earth. And they tried to give or to leave a footprint for all the believers that came after their generations, which include us, so that now we would have a better insight into the person of Jesus and the purpose for which Jesus came. I want to quickly mention this so that beyond the prayers that we are going to take this evening, we will be able to apply the lessons that are drawn from the book of James into our individual lives, and we will also be able to apply those lessons beyond tonight, and also continually in our lives and for our future, and for us to be able to accomplish the purpose for which God allowed that book to be among the books that we have in the Bible. I also want to mention, because of those of us that probably may not know, that if you read the book of James, and I'm giving that assignment to every one of us, those that are in-house and those that are watching online. I'm giving that assignment to every one of us. 
I want us to go and prayerfully read the whole of the book of James. There are just about five chapters there. I want us to take time, ask God to open our eyes as we take that diligence to read through the book of James that we may understand what we are talking about and what we are going to be praying about. When you read the book of James, you will realize that everything that James talked about were centered on the Sermon of Jesus on the Mount. All those things that Jesus spoke about in Matthew chapter 5 forward concerning the lessons that Jesus shared on, in his Sermon on the Mount, that was the cardinal backbone of everything that James spoke about in the whole of that book. But what we are going to do tonight, right here in the church, we are not going to read the whole of the book of James, but I'm going to be picking some of the verses in the chapters. I know we, can, we may not be able to conclude that tonight. Maybe we are continuing next week. But as much as we can, and even if eventually we are not able to conclude on the whole of it, this foundation that I just laid will give the insight to every one of us so that when we go back to read the book of James, we will know what we are truly looking for there and we will be able to match those things that we read there with the contents of the Sermon of Jesus on the Mount. Now let us start. When James did an introduction into the book that we call the book of James, he referred to himself as a servant of Jesus. In fact, what many people may not know, and which also became an argument over years after he had written that book, was that it was difficult for people to understand that this same James was a brother, blood brother to Jesus. Many people may not know that after the birth of Jesus, Mary gave birth to some other children, part of them James, part of them Jude, and even some female children. In fact, the history of the Bible says that Mary had four other sons. And one of those sons is this man that we are referring to as James. And something that stands out, which we are also, you know, going to take note of in the course of our prayers tonight, something that stands out in the life of this man is the kind of humility that he had. If you read through the book of James, there was nothing like the bragging of, I am the brother of Jesus. And because of that, you know, for him to do many other things. I want us to imagine, if we are to be the brother of Jesus, the blood brother of Jesus, what would be the effect in our everyday life? If we were to be this man called James, and we are the one that wrote this book, maybe we would have included it there that if you don't believe me, let me tell you, I am the blood brother of Jesus. These are the things that I saw. And what I'm trying to bring out of that is the kind of humility with which this man presented this write-up, which formed part of what we have in the New Testament and which is full of a lot of lessons for a balanced Christian life. People refer to the book of James as a book of wisdom. And I strongly believe that. In fact, I must be sincere with you. This is one of my best of the books of the Bible, the book of James. 
I read it almost every month. And the reason is just because if you take time by the power of the Holy Spirit to concentrate and to draw from what James spoke about in these books, and you pray about these things, it will facilitate a kind of a transformation that will be evident. And we are going to see that as we start to pray. I want us to start with some prayers. Like I said, we are not going to read the whole of the book of James. I will be picking some of the verses from the chapters in the book of James. And from there, we are going to pray. I will just do brief introductions or explanations on those verses so that we know the reason why we are taking those prayers. Now, take your Bible with me. I'm reading from the book of James chapter 1. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. I will start from verse 2. James chapter 1, I'm starting from verse 2. Listen to what he said. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. In your own Bible, if you would not mind, I want you to underline the word lacking nothing. And what James was saying here, which we are going to pray about right now, is to give us that understanding that when children of God pass through some tough times in life, you will agree with me, even as Christians, we are not excluded from some of these rough experiences. There are things that we are looking up to God for, that we are praying for, that the answers have not come, not because God has forgotten us, not because God has forsaken us, but James was saying here, from his experience, from his new life experience, that when Christians, when children of God, when they pass through those kind of situations, there is a reason. God is using those kind of situations to bring out strong character in us as Christians, so that at the end of the day, we will be tried and we will be trusted and we will come out strong and beautiful. And that was why he said there that at the end of it, we would lack nothing but through something, through patience. But unfortunately, the beauty that's supposed to come from the trials and the you know, challenges of a lot of children of God, the blessings that are supposed to come from it, we miss it. And that is what we are going to start our prayers with. There are some experiences that we have had in our Christian journey. But because we were not patient enough to trust God in those situations, and I'm sorry to say this, the reality, though we passed through those hard times and situations, and we had those, you know, terrible experiences, if you would allow me to put it that way, but we have been robbed of the blessings that are supposed to come from them just because we were not patient enough in our work with God in those situations. 
Like I said earlier, when children of God pass through those kind of tough times, there is a reason behind it. And trust me, people of God, the word of God is always true. The Bible says that all things work together for good for those that trust him. And the question now is, for those kind of situations that probably we have passed through, why is it that some of us sometimes, we do not have positive testimonies at the end of those experiences? And the answer is found in what James said here. The reason is just because we did not allow those situations to form or to develop the character of patience in us, which would have ordinarily brought us into the fullness of the purpose for which God allowed those situations in our lives. I want us to stand up, and we are going to pray. I want us to start with this. Tonight, people of God, please, let your heart be here. There is a reason why God has allowed uh, there is a reason why God has laid it on the heart of our leader in this church that rather than us doing the main Bible study today, what we're supposed to do by studying the book of James, we should convert it into prayer. There is a reason for it. I strongly believe that. And I want us to maximize it. The first thing I want us to do is this. In trust of the person of God, I want us to go before him and say, Lord, for every challenge that I have ever faced, Tonight, I want to say thank you. You see, for all those challenges, God had a plan, and that plan is an ultimate one. Even if we have failed to trust him enough, even if we have rushed out of those experiences before the due time, such that the character that should be formed in us were not formed, I want us to give thanks to God tonight that, Lord, out of trust and in trust, I come to you tonight. I want to thank you for every challenge that I have ever passed through. Because your word is true. And because I know that truly all things work together for me. Because I belong to you. Lord, tonight I want to say thank you. Go ahead and give him thanks. Father, for every challenge that I have ever faced in my lifetime. Tonight, Lord, I come before you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, for the opportunities that you have given me in the times past in order to build my character through patience. Father, I thank you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, O oh God. Thank you, Father, for every opportunity that you have given me to pass through one challenge or the other. After all, those challenges did not kill me. Here I am tonight. Father, in trust of who you are, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Be magnified, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I give you praise. Thank you so much, O God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I want us to say that prayer in another way. I want you to say, Lord, despite everything that I have passed through, even those experiences that were not pleasant. Your mercy has kept me thus far. For this reason, Lord, I have come to say thank you. Lord, there are people that passed through some of those things that I passed through. They are dead now. Lord, your mercy has sustained me. And therefore, I come tonight. I say thank you. Father, for those opportunities that you have given unto me, 
that I may even face those challenges and survive. It is a function of your mercy. I acknowledge this tonight. Lord, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I praise you. Thank you so much, O God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. James chapter 1 verse 4, I repeat it. It says, but let patience have his perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I want us to go to God tonight. Lord, for every impatience that I have ex exhibited, while you are trying to bring out the best in me, for every impatience that I have exhibited, in fact, some of us, we have blamed God for situations in our lives in times past. Things have happened and we have said some wrong things to God while we failed to trust him that he had a good purpose for us even in those situations. I want us to pray to him tonight. Lord, for every wrong word that I have said back to you in the times of my challenges, for every impatience that I have exhibited, for my lack to trust you tonight, I beg for your mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me for every wrong thing that I have sent against you. In the times that I have faced challenges, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I come to you tonight. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you will forgive me for the, for the inability to trust you when I was passing through some heat in life. For my inability to be patient, to wait on you. Lord, tonight I pray that you have mercy and forgive me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, have mercy and forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. Have mercy, O Lord, and forgive me in the mighty name of Jesus. Have mercy, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we are afraid. Now we are going into the core of our prayers. I want you to pray unto God. Holy Spirit of God, please help me that I may not waste the opportunities that are inherent in my challenges. I'm saying it again, brethren. If you are truly a child of God, for every challenge that you face in life, the purpose of God is to take you to a higher ground. I want you to pray tonight. Oh Lord, my Father, please help me from today that I may not waste the opportunities that are hidden in my challenges. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray unto you. Go ahead and pray. Lord, I call upon you tonight that you will help me, Lord, that I may maximize all the opportunities that are in my challenges. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray unto you that you will help me to see you even in my challenges, that I may maximize the opportunities that are there. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, from today, I pray unto you that you will give me the grace, that you will give me the help to maximize every opportunity that is inherent in my challenges. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help me, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray unto you tonight that you will help me, O God, that I may discover the opportunities that are in my challenges so that all the glory may be given back unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we have prayed. 
It is never too late to pray this prayer. I want you to pray to God, Oh Lord, every challenge that I have passed through, even the ones that I have wasted, let them work together for my higher grounds in Jesus' name. Every challenge that I have ever passed through, Oh God, even the ones in which I have wasted the opportunities, Lord, revisit them and use them to take me to my higher ground. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight I pray unto you that you will use, oh God, every challenge I have ever passed through as my stepping stone to the higher ground. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray unto you today, every challenge that I have ever passed through, oh God, that you will use them, oh God, as stepping stones to my higher ground. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, tonight I call upon you that in your mercy, you will use every challenge that I have ever faced in my life as my opportunities for higher grounds. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, convert them, O God, into my stepping stones for higher ground. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed. You may sit down for a little while. I'm reading verse 5, James chapter 1. NLT, verse 5. I want to read from verse 5 to verse 8. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty, take note of that word there, divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. Now, listen to this. In the contemporary world where we live, People misconstrue the term diplomacy. They misconstrue it for craftiness. Do you agree with me? When they say that, they will tell you, why don't you just use diplomacy in that matter? Or why are you not just diplomatic in that matter? Ordinarily, the concept of diplomacy is not something that is wrong. But in the world that we live in today, in a lot of cases, when people tell you that ah, I just use diplomacy for him, a lot of times, what they are trying to tell you is that they used craftiness to have their own way. James was saying something from verse 5 to 8. If anybody lacks wisdom, you should ask from God that there is a God that gives it without limits. But unfortunately, and that applies to many of us. While we say that we are trusting God to lead us in our ways, we use our head knowledge. And James was saying here that when we live our lives that way, we have divided loyalty. That is what he was saying there. A lot of times when we are taking decisions, and as children of God, we just want to use the language of Christianese. 
and we are telling people, I am waiting on God. We are us in our own minds. We have made we have made up our minds. We have made a decision already. And we are presenting the decision that we have already made. We are using God to rubber stamp those decisions that we have made. That is even better. Many a times, when we say that we are looking up to God for leading in some things, we want to go the way of the world. Take note of what he said towards the end of that verse 8 in NLT. He said, then your loyalty will be divided between God and the world. And listen to this. The effect of this is that a lot of times when we go ahead to have our ways in those things, the beginning of it may look like it is smooth. If God is not in it, at the end of it all, it will crumble. And that is why we need to pray. The first prayer I want us to take from there is I want us to ask God for the grace to truly trust God for leading in our lives. People of God, let me be very sincere with you. It is not easy to wait for God. It is not easy. You need to ask from King Saul what it means to wait. You know that the Bible told us Saul had waited for so long until at a point in time when he felt like, oh, time is going and there was pressure right? The enemies were advancing and at that point in time he needed to just do something. A lot of times we find ourselves in those kind of situations where it looks like God is getting too slow. Sincerely, we all find ourselves in those situations and at that point in time we need grace. It is that grace that would rather make us to look up to God for wisdom in taking some decisions which the mind of a natural human being cannot make. I want us to stand up. We are going to tell God. I want us to ask from him that, Lord, from today, I choose to trust you to lead me. I agree. I accept today that my wisdom is limited. In fact, I don't know anything. And therefore, tonight, Lord, I come unto you and I pray unto you. Don't forget the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right in the eyes of a man. But the end of it is the way of destruction. Lord, tonight I come unto you and I pray unto you, Lord. The grace to wait patiently for you. Father, grant unto me in Jesus' name. The grace to rely on you for pure wisdom, not the diplomatic way of this world. Father, please give me the grace that I may depend on you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help me, Lord, that my loyalty will not be divided. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and pray unto him. Father, tonight I pray unto you. You said if anybody lacks wisdom, they should come unto you. Lord, tonight I confess before you, I know nothing. And this is why I am depending on you, Lord. Father, the grace to rest on you. The grace to depend truly on you. The grace to be fully focused on you. Father, grant me the grace. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Help me, O Lord, that my loyalty to you will not be divided. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, tonight I call upon you. Father, I need your help. That my loyalty to you will be undivided. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray unto you tonight 
the grace to look up to you as my beginning and the end, as my Alpha and Omega. The grace to rest upon you for the wisdom I need for each day. Father, grant unto me, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, grant unto me, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, help me, O God, that I may depend totally on you every day of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I need your help. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we are afraid. Verse 7 says, Such people should not expect that they would receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything that they do. You see, the danger of doing one leg in, one leg out with God is that at the end of the day, the tendency is there that what we are trying to grab in the world, we may not have it. And the one that we are trying to do one leg in with God for, we may not have it. James said, those people should not expect that they will receive anything from the Lord. I want us to tell God tonight, Lord, from today, whatever I need in order to have all of you, whatever preparedness that I need in order to have all of you, Lord, prepare me for it in Jesus' name. From my inside, whatever you need to influence, whatever you need to change from inside of me, that I may be able to look up to you as the author and the finisher of my faith. Lord, grant unto me in the name of Jesus. Let Christ be truly formed in me. Let Christ be fully formed in me that I may depend on you alone all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight I come unto you. I need help, O oh God. Father, I pray. I don't want to be a loser. The grace, O oh God, that I may be fully prepared, that I may wait on you totally. Father, give me the grace. Whatever you need to change in me, O oh God, that will help me to be fully focused on you. Change it tonight, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray unto you that you will prepare me, O oh God, that I may be ready for that which will come only from you to me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, tonight I look up to you for help. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Help me, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are afraid. Technica, please give me Psalm number 19, verse 13. Any version. Psalm 19, verse 13. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me that I may be free from guilt and innocent of great sin. There is a version that call it presumptuous sin. I think that should be in NIV. KJV. Thank you, sir. Presumptuous sins. 
what James was talking about concerning people that want to have divided loyalty, what that thing pushes us as Christians, as children of God into, is what is called presumptuous sins. What are presumptuous sins? In your mind, you have built, you have crafted something from end to end. Right? And you have told yourself, this is the way this thing is going to work. And without even involving God in that matter, the way you have crafted it in your own mind, you go ahead and you execute it. That is presumptuous sin. David was praying here in Psalm number 19 because he has discovered the danger in being presumptuous against the way of God. David prayed that God should deliver him from presumptuous sins. I want us to pray, Oh Lord, whatever would want me to take my head knowledge ahead of you, from today, deliver me from it, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. At every point in my life where I have been presumptuous, Lord, tonight, I pray for your forgiveness. And I pray that from today, deliver me from presumptuous sins. Help me, O oh God, that I may not presume, that I may not be the one that is thinking for you, that I may wait on you totally, that I may depend on you. Lord, I come for help tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I pray tonight for grace, that I may not be presumptuous in my walk with you, that I may fully trust you with the whole of my being, that I may not run ahead of you. Lord, I need help. Please help me, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, please help me. Please help me. Please help me, O oh God. Please help me, O oh God. Let me not be presumptuous in my walk with you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, please help me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please help me, O oh God, that I may depend on you that I may count on you, that I may rely on you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Brethren, I tell you of your truth. For every step of victory that we receive from God, our level of confidence in Him will increase. However, if we are stuck just because we cannot trust God, we will continue to complain. I want to explain that so that we are all on the same page. There are so many of us, we are stuck in our Christian journey. Because when God wants you to pass a particular test, it is when you pass it that you graduate to the higher level. But there are so many of us, where we have been for years, that is where we still are. Just because we are just using our head knowledge and we cannot trust God. But on the other way around, when we trust God to follow Him, by the time we do what we thought we could, we could not do, when we receive grace and we maximize that grace to do those things that we thought we could not do, and God comes through for us, we get to trust Him more for a higher level. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this is why I want us to pray tonight. I want us to tell God, you see, the reason why children of God will lie in situations 
is because they fail to trust God that if they say the truth in those situations, God will support them and he will come through for them. It is the reason why they asked that young boy to define lie. And the young boy said, it is the available deliverer in the day of trouble. A lot of us, that is the way we live our lives. We just feel when we face some situations, rather than for us to be bold enough to stand for God, I go back to the word I used earlier, rather than for us to say that we have used human knowledge to approach those situations, we will even be proud to say we were diplomatic about it. Our loyalty to God at those points in times had been divided. I want us to tell God tonight, Lord, I open myself up before you tonight. Grant me the grace, even in difficult times, grant me the grace to choose Christ. We find ourselves in situations where it may be difficult for you to say that you are a child of God. I want us to pray tonight, Lord, when I come to the point in my life where my Christian life, where my Christian faith is questioned, Lord, I pray tonight that you will give me the grace to choose Christ. Let my loyalty stand for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight I pray unto you that when I face situations where my loyalty to Christ, where my loyalty in you is tested, help me, O God, that I may choose Christ. Help me to choose life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, please help me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we are prayed. I want us to pray to God. Lord, tonight, I confess that I receive the peace and the fulfillment that comes from trusting you. The peace that comes from committing my ways into your hands in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The book of Proverbs chapter 3, that common verse, Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to 6, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You should lean not on your own understanding. I want us to pray tonight. Lord, I come unto you. I receive that peace. I receive that fulfillment that comes from doing your will. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight, I receive the peace. I receive the fulfillment that comes from committing my ways unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I receive the peace. I receive the fulfillment that comes from trusting in you. That comes from relying on you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I receive the peace tonight. I receive the fulfillment that comes from making you my choice. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the peace. I receive the fulfillment that comes from voting for Christ, that comes from making Christ my choice. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. James chapter 1 verse 9. James chapter 1 verse 9. I will read from verse 9 down to verse 11. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. 
and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all his achievements. What James was talking about here is the need for us as children of God to maintain the same mind among ourselves and within ourselves. I don't know the kind of segregation that we may be having in our minds. I don't know the kind of uh, I don't know the kind of discrimination that we may be having against some other people in the church. But how it's supposed to be is what obtained among the people that were in the early church. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts of Apostles that the people in the early church, they had all things in common. Let us refer to Jesus himself. The Bible says that even when Jesus was here on earth, they could not distinguish him among his disciples. Why? All of them, they were just like the same. James was saying here, he was asking a question. Why should it be that among believers, we will see some people as, okay, those ones are the rich and the mighty. Oh, these ones, I cannot relate with them just because maybe they are poor. James is making us to see wherever we belong to, whatever, you know, whatever category we belong to in the society, if you are a child of God, James is saying here, those that probably they don't have the wealth of this world, they should rejoice in the fact that they are rich in the Lord. But those that have those materials too, they should know that everyone will wither like grass one day. And what he was telling us there is this. I, I want us to pray to God that, oh Lord, give me a truly humble heart before you. That whoever I become, see, for all of us, God is still taking us to higher places. Why should we block our blessings from now? Because of the spirit of pride. You see, God warned the children of Israel when they were leaving Egypt on their way to the promised land. And I was meditating on that just this morning. I will share it with you. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, listen to the instruction of God to the children of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 18. I'm going to read from verse 10 to verse 18 before we pray. God told the children of, God, of Israel, he said, When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Listen to that. God was warning them, When it is like your hand is now set on the wealth and all the riches, that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and you disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving to you today. For when you have become full and prosperous, and you have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and your herds have become very large, and your silver and your gold have multiplied, along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time, and forget the Lord your God, who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt? Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. 
He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did all this so that you will never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant that he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. I want you to pray to God. Lord, until you take me to the fullness of your plan for me, give me the grace never to forget my source. Brethren, I am telling you with all frankness tonight, there are people that found themselves in Canada and they forgot God. James was saying in the place that we read earlier, everybody should remember that just like the grass fades, one day it will be over. I want you to pray to God. Oh Lord, my Father, as I continue in the journey to the maximum you have for me in you, let me never forget my source. In the name of Jesus, remind me every day by your Holy Spirit that you brought me from the miry clay, that you are the one who is setting my feet upon the rock to stay. Lord, I pray unto you tonight that you grant unto me a heart of truly, a truly meek heart that will forever bless you before him, that will honor you all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I call upon you tonight that you will help me, that I will never forget my source. You are my source, oh God. I pray unto you tonight that you will help me to always remember you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I call upon you tonight. Give me the grace to always place you before me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help me, oh God, that I may never forget you. In the mighty name of Jesus, until you take me, oh God, to the highest of your purpose for my life, let me never forget you. Let me never forsake you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we are praying. Brethren, unfortunately, there are so many people in church, children of God. They say that they are children of God. But they have found some idols for themselves. Those idols could be wealth. Those idols could be education. Those idols could be achievements in life. And because, just like what God told the children of Israel, God told them that they have forsaken the source of their living waters. God said, and they have gone to dog wells for themselves. We are going to pray to God tonight once again. I want you to tell God, Lord, tonight I stand before you once again. And I pray, Lord, as I stand before you tonight, Lord, I cannot do it by myself. But tonight I pray that wherever you take me to in life, let me never create another idol for myself. 
the way Satan shortchanges a lot of children of God is just by substituting God for something else in their lives. Satan is very, is very crafty. He will find an idol for a child of God that's supposed to have a glorious destiny. And Satan will make him to be chasing the shadows. I want you to pray, Oh Lord, I come unto you tonight. I open myself unto you for help. Let me never find an idol for myself. Do not allow anything to take your place in my life. Do not allow wealth. Do not allow attainments of this world. Do not allow education and prestige to take away your honor from my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray unto you tonight. Let me never be arrogant of the blessings that you have freely given unto me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me the true grace to be humble before you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. James chapter 1 verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws. For God cannot be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is dragged away or enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desires, lusts, and passion. Then, when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin has run its full course, it gives birth to death. I want you to pray, Lord, every contrary ambition, every lust, every negative passion, every negative energy that is gaining momentum to drag my life into the mud, I bury them today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bury them at the foot of the cross. Every contrary ambition, every lust, every negative passion, every negative energy that is gaining momentum in my life in order to drag my life into the mud. Today, I bury them at the foot of the cross. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bury them at the foot of the cross. I bury them at the foot of the cross. I bury them at the foot of the cross. I bury them at the foot of the cross. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bury them at the foot of the cross. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Brethren, we are going to repeat that prayer. As we were praying just now, I remembered what one of our fathers in the Lord said concerning a particular pastor, a man of God, who had served God for over 40 years of his life. And the time this man would fall, for one reason or the other that nobody could really explain, he went to impregnate a 17-year-old girl when he, at that time, was well over 70. The testimony that he had kept for so many years, just through a fling. But the question you would ask is, did it just happen? Things like that don't just happen. James was saying here, God does not tempt us with evil. It is those things that we did not 
nailed to the cross which are inside of us. Those are the things that drag us. And James said here, when sin has finished its full course, it leads to death. I want us to pray unto God. Lord, tonight, I come before you. Whatever is in me that is not in Christ, Lord, tonight, let it be uprooted in Jesus' name. Before those things will finish me, anything inside of me that is not found in Christ, Lord, tonight I come before you for surgery. Tonight, I pray, Lord, that you uproot it in Jesus' name. Whatever is inside of me that is not found in Christ, the lies that are still in me, the lust that is still in me, covetousness that is still in me, the evil passion that is still in me, the jealousy that is still in me, the envy that is still in me, that is not found in Christ. Lord, tonight I pray, let them be uprooted. Do not allow these things to finish me, Lord. I come unto you tonight. Let them be nailed to the cross. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever is in me that is not found in Christ, tonight, oh Lord, I pray, let it be uprooted. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Verse 17. I'm closing very soon. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all lights, the creator and the sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning. For he is a perfect and is a, he is perfect and never changes. I don't know what you are trusting God for. I don't know what we have been praying for. But I want you to root your prayers on the confession of James here tonight. This is in the living word of God, which is ever true. James said, every good and perfect gift comes from above. I want us to do something in faith tonight. I want you to stretch forth your hands before God. And I want you to say his words back to him. You are going to pray, Lord, I read it in your word tonight that every good and perfect gift comes from you. Therefore, you will now go ahead. All those things, start to mention them before him. That, Lord, I put my trust in you tonight that every good and perfect gift comes from you. This thing that I am asking from you, it is a good gift. And according to your will tonight, Father, let it be released unto me. Go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, I pray unto you tonight. I have read it in your word that every good and perfect gift comes from you. Lord, I believe your word tonight. Therefore, I stretch forth my hands before you. of good and perfect gift from God 
is rest of mind. Maybe right now your heart is troubled. Ask him tonight, Lord, rest of mind is a good and perfect gift. Release it unto me, O God. Maybe your own is healing. Lord, tonight, your word says it and I believe it. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, O God. In you there is no variation. There is no shadow of turning. I believe you, Lord. Therefore, tonight I pray for peace. I pray for healing. I pray for good health. I pray tonight, O God, every good and perfect gift comes from you. I believe your word. Therefore, tonight I pray that you will open the doors of heaven upon me. In the name of Jesus, let me prosper according to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, every good and perfect gift comes from you. I believe you, Lord. Tonight, let the windows of heaven and the doors of heaven be opened to release all the good things into my life in Jesus' name. I pray for gifts, O God, of the Spirit in my life. In the name of Jesus. Lord, do this for me. In Jesus' name, we are praying. I want us to pray once again. We are repeating that prayer in another way. You are going to tell God, Lord, all those perfect provisions that are coded in my redemption, Father, let them be released unto me in Jesus' name. We have had it here in this church severally, and that is the truth. Your salvation is a complete gift from God. It is a total package. I want you to ask God tonight, Lord, those things that are coded in my redemption, that my hands are yet to be set on tonight let them be released unto me those things that unbelievers will know they will see and they will know that truly i serve a living god those things that are coded in my redemption father let them be released unto me go ahead and pray unto the lord father tonight i pray those things that are coded in my redemption that are yet to be released oh god every good and perfect gift that is coded in my redemption which is yet to be released tonight Lord release them into my hands in the mighty name of Jesus release them into my hands oh God in the mighty name of Jesus release them into my hands in the mighty name of Jesus release them into my hands oh God in the mighty name of Jesus in Jesus name we have prayed Finally, before we close, I just want us to close with James chapter 1. And we know that we are done with that tonight. James chapter 1 from verse 19. I read, Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. And this is very important. Please pay attention. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be careful. Thoughtful listeners. Slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. Slow to anger. Patient. Reflective. Forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So, get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit, receive the word of God which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually, obeying God's precepts 
not mere listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meanings, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, it's like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener, who forgets but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in that which he does in his life and in, in his life of obedience. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, scrupulously observant of the rituals of the faith, and does not control his tongue, but deludes his own heart, this person's religion is worthless, futile, and barren. Pure and unblemished religion, as it is expressed in outward acts, is the act of, in the sight of our God and Father, is this, to visit and look after the fatherless and the widows in their distress, and to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. Very quickly, I want us to take two prayers from this. He says, in verse 19, let everyone be quick to hear and be careful and thoughtful listeners, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, who is slow to anger. When I was studying this, something dropped into my heart, which I want us to pray on very quickly. Do you know that many of us are not aware of the power of God that we carry on this our tongues? And one of the major things that James cautioned us about is the use of our tongues. If you read from here up to chapter 3 of the book of James, you will see those things there. Do you know that a lot of people today, they are suffering the consequence of the fruit of their lips? When children of God will wake up in the morning and they will say, Oh, my, their head is something, something, something. And you say that you are a child of God. A parent that just all of a sudden gets angered and he starts to say some bad words, projecting evil words into the lives of his or her children. A wife or a husband that does not know how to bless his spouse, but will be speaking wrong words, projecting evil words into the lives of those that, that God has placed in our care. I want us to pray tonight, very quickly. Lord, every evil word that has proceeded out of my mouth, that is causing trouble for those that you have placed under my care. That was the way the Holy Spirit placed that prayer on my heart when I was reading. Every evil word that had proceeded from my mouth, that is now putting those who you have placed under my care, that is placing them in trouble, that is putting them in tight spots, today by the blood of Jesus. Father, as I repent, let them be reversed in Jesus' name. Every evil word that I've also spoken over my own life, because I could not caution myself in the time of anger. James said it there. That the words that should come from our mouth, they're supposed to be words that are carefully chosen. Every word that I have spoken, that is causing trouble for those that you have placed under my care. Lord, tonight, by the blood of Jesus, Father, as I come in repentance tonight, let them be reversed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, 
every evil word that I've also placed upon myself, every evil word that I've spoken over my life, that is putting my life in a mess today. Lord, by the blood of Jesus, let them be reversed in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them be reversed in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. Finally, as I give the microphone to Pastor, I want you to pray. From today, oh God, let me begin to see myself in the light of your word. A lot of people, when they hear the word of God, they'll be telling themselves, how I wish sister so-so-so were in church to hear this. They will not reflect in themselves what that word is supposed to do in their own lives. I want you to pray, oh Lord my Father, from today, let me see myself in the light of your word. That your word may be relevant in me. Let me also see myself. Let me always see myself in the light of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, go ahead and pray unto the Lord. Father, tonight I pray. Help me, Lord, that I may see myself always. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.